0: Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing, so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from Innovabuzz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't joined our wonderful marketing transformation community yet, go to InnovaBiz.co and collect your free gift as well. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast.
1: If you are working with great ideas to build your own business yourself don't wait too long it don't has to be perfect try to validate with real people and a real audience as soon as you can so i should recommend in that case to go to market as soon as possible it's not bad to make a mistake it helps you grow later and all the people who Engaging with you in the beginning, they will become your real ambassadors. And things not need to be perfect.
0: Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. If you haven't yet listened to my recent conversations with co-founder, the Self-Discovery Techniques and the Life Mastery Process, Susan James, and with leadership and business development coach Stephen Barkley, then do go check them out. But stay here and listen to this conversation first. I'm really excited today to have on the Innova Buzz podcast as my guest, Stefan Smulders. He's a SaaS entrepreneur. He's co-founder of Expandi, the world's safest software for LinkedIn automation. Expandi is an organization that he bootstrapped to a $6 million recurring revenue company in just 17 months. Their software is a cloud platform designed to make automated outreach in LinkedIn safe. In other words, recognized by LinkedIn as the good guys. By using random delays, by message frequencies, by messaging limits and much more behind the scenes, under the hood, to make sure it works perfectly within LinkedIn guidelines. In our conversation today, Stefan talked to me about key approaches to effectively connecting with the right people on LinkedIn. He described how to do smart searches on LinkedIn, and we talked about the importance of good customer onboarding and support. Without further ado then, let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Stefan Smulders. Hi, I'm your host Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz and I'm really excited today to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast from Eindhoven in the Netherlands, Stefan Smulders, who's the founder of Expandy, a tool that does automated cold outreach for LinkedIn. The tool is used by over 10,000 active users right at this time. So welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, Stefan. It's a real privilege to have you here as my guest.
1: Yeah, thanks, Juergen, for this great introduction, and I'm really, really excited to to be your guest here today. Now, I'm looking
0: forward to learning more about some of the growth tactics we can use on LinkedIn and, and how that can actually be automated through your tool. And I know also that your business has grown very rapidly over the last couple of years. So I'm keen to learn a little bit more about how you went about that and some of the challenges that you had to overcome. But before we start talking about all those things, what's the impact you're having
1: in the world? In, in, in the whole world, I'm not sure about that. I always try to be a hardworking, honest guy, but I think definitely in, the, in this particular LinkedIn space, We've uh we've had a huge impact because our fast grow in such a small amount of time. Hmm. That's for sure. So
0: tell me a little more about what um what expandy does and what problem it solves.
1: Yeah, Expandi is in uh is in cloud-based uh, software to manage your LinkedIn and automate it as much as possible. Um yeah, it's a bit of an uh, interesting space because there are a lot of competitors in the market as well, and I guess more than 400 third-party apps which can automate some repeated tasks on LinkedIn. At the end, um, everybody wants to grow fast and do a lot of actions on LinkedIn, so it's actually a common thing for people to use automation to operate on their LinkedIn profile. With Expandi, we try to be different. For example, safety is a very important topic, and therefore we decided to build a cloud-based solution to manage your profile easy on a seamless way. We actually are focusing on people who are managing more profiles, for example, agencies, so which provided a done-for-you service, and LinkedIn growth hackers. We tried to build in all the features you need to build the best strategies. So it's actually more than just connecting with people. The the strategies behind uh yeah will become more important than ever before because a lot of things are changing on LinkedIn. And we saw for the past years that people were used to doing outreach in a certain way, but they were always focused on putting in a lot of people into a campaign and trying to approach as many people as possible. And with such kind of approach, there will always be an outcome, but it's maybe not the best way on a strategic level to move forward, especially not because LinkedIn is growing so fast. I think at the moment they have more than 750 million users on their platform, mm-hmm. so that means that a lot of people are approaching each other. And if everybody is doing that on the same outdated way, and then the results they'll be not that great so one of the largest and biggest challenges linkedin has at the moment is reducing the spam, yeah, because people go to google they find uh, linkedin message templates they use it themselves to copy it and they approaching people but people on the platform receiving such amount of Similar messages and therefore they are not working that perfectly anymore. So it means that LinkedIn's answer on all the things which are happening seems to be a bit of a more to reduce all these kinds of messages in terms of numbers. And they pop up with new kinds of limitations and restrictions in terms of the amount of messages you can send. So it means therefore that the strategy behind will become more important than ever before to survive your outreach on LinkedIn. And I think people have to came a bit more out of their comfort zones and seeing LinkedIn automation not as a numbers game anymore, but try to adopt new strategies which bring actually better results and where it's not needed to approach As many
2: people
1: as before. That's a bit of, in my opinion, what uh, what actually is going on in our world.
0: Yeah, yeah. So in terms of reaching out to someone on LinkedIn, I mean, there's you know, you, I've had lots of experiences where people reach out with a standard request for connection, and it's just the default one. So they've just hit the connect button. Um, Maybe they've got a way of automating that and they might have hit that connect button for 10, 20, 100 people, I don't know. And I'm one of them. Um, And then I I pretty much don't react to anything that doesn't have at least some sort of personal message there. Uh, Mm -hmm. But even with personal messages, like you say, people use templates and sometimes then I get the follow-up that says, "Oh, great that you connected, and I have this fabulous product. Maybe you'd like to buy it." Um, so you know, straight into sales mode, uh, without even having a conversation with me, whether or not I have a need for whatever it is they're selling, or whether I'm interested, or what what it might be. So, what um, what's your advice in terms of? An approach on LinkedIn. First of all, you know, regardless of the tools we use, the approach on mm-hmm. LinkedIn when we when we're looking to connect with somebody, how do we do that? How do we go about that strategically?
1: Yeah, I think uh, to start with optimizing your LinkedIn profile and make it a bit more attractive than uh, uh, average profile. That's mm. that's actually the best thing to start with, because as you mentioned as well. Yeah, the first thing people do if they shoot over a connection request is, uh, is of course uh, reviewing the profile, and so that it is a bit of a more clear what you exactly provide as a service and how you can help people. And so that's the first thing I should spend time on to optimizing the LinkedIn profile, and from there, it's actually more about defining the audience instead. What I saw that people were doing a lot of times is just running a simple sales navigator search based on a job title and maybe a location. Mm. And, uh, thousands and thousands of people will pop up, which match these two single criteria. Um, but that's, that's not enough anymore. You have to define your target audience on a much more smart array. And for example, there are tons of opportunities on LinkedIn to do it a bit more in-depth. One of the most successful things I've used myself with our team to define and target audience is actually searching on your timeline by hashtag for specific and interesting content topics which mess, uh, which match your business proposal. And then you will see that LinkedIn is full of interesting content from influencers, from competitors, from colleagues, but also from companies who are trying to post a lot of valuable information about topics which are related to the ones you offer as well. Mm. And if you find and post with a lot of engagement, so actually people who are liking or commenting on such a specific post, then you can use these ones in the basic to create an audience. Because of the simple fact that these people already engage with and post about a topic which match your criteria as well, it could be very easy to engage with them. Hey, Jurgen, I just saw you also liked uh, the post of Stefan about uh, uh, growth uh, uh, tactics. And um, it would be awesome for me uh, to share ideas around such kind of a topic that's much of a more friendly mm. personalized approach
2: yeah that starting
1: i'd like to, it's starting yeah, a conversation to. isn't it yeah and that's what is at the end all about mm.
2: okay um that
0: that makes a lot of sense i hadn't actually thought of the idea of searching topics i mean the hashtag so what, what um what are some of the ways you can search for topics and and use the hashtag in searching?
1: The most easiest way to do, no matter if you have an, an, a paid or a free LinkedIn, basic LinkedIn subscription, is that uh, you can always use the basic search bar and put in there a an hashtag and then search just by some keywords. And then LinkedIn will pop up the most interesting posts in that case, on your timeline, that you can review if that's something that could match, that you actually you can do exactly the same for events. So that means that since the COVID kicked in last year, a lot of people moved to doing and managing their, and running their businesses more online instead of physical. So LinkedIn is quite in sweet spot also for people who are hosting events on LinkedIn. And doing that online. So it means that you can use the basic search bars in LinkedIn also to find interesting events. And if you find an event with a lot of attendees, you can also attend that event. And then it's actually very easy to engage with these people who are also attending that event and make a warmer introduction and use that as a referral. Hey Jurgen, I also saw you uh you, you go you uh, planning to join uh, the upcoming event of uh, of Stefan next week. Um yeah I'm very excited about it as well I want to share. It's also possible if you attend an event yourself on LinkedIn and to message the people who also attending the event. And that means that you don't have to send a connection request, but you can message them straight away in the uh, event section.
2: Mm.
0: That's, that's quite, uh, helpful, quite useful, isn't it?
1: Yeah. The, 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 the challenge also here will be to find the right events, which also match your business topic. Mm. But strategy itself, it's, uh, I think useful for everybody who's struggling to define target audiences because uh, LinkedIn is cracking down the amount of people you can approach per day. So that the platform became less penny. Uh, And these two great rates with searching posts of events which are interesting. I achieved more than one hundred times in total the 70% Acceptance rate or above by using these exact same strategies to find my target audience.
2: Mm.
0: All right. Well, and tell me then, how does Expandy work with some of these strategies in terms of um, automating the things that are repetitive tasks and at the same time, um, still maintain that personal Connection, uh, the conversation at a personal level part that's so important, I think, in terms of building the relationships.
1: It should always be the key, and the tool is just an instrument to execute Hmm. defined strategies. So that's my opinion as well. Same as you mentioned, always the most important fact. But if you use such kind of a tool, you don't want to have a lot of headaches. And most of these tools are Chrome extended. You have to run them on your LinkedIn profile. And as soon as you close it, it will stop all the automated activities. And that was actually one of the main reasons that Expanded decided to go cloud-based. So it means that you can set up a lot of activities in Expanded. And that we will execute them all in the cloud on a safe way without having a lot of headaches for yourself. Besides of that, it will save a lot of time, and we've intelligent feature, for example, to execute the earlier mentioned strategies. And so, if you find a specific post or an event of your interest, then with three mouse clicks, you can copy the URL that belongs to that post or to that event. You can paste it in Expandi and within a couple of minutes we will scrape all the people who are like or commenting the post or who are attending that event as well. From there you can build a sequence which for example starts with a connection request and with a lot of variables and placeholders you can make it personal. Uh, with the first name, a last name, a company name and dynamic placeholder but also maybe a job title. And as soon as people accept your connection request you can put a bit more intelligence in the sequence. We've a native integration with HyperEyes. HyperEyes is the market leader on hyper personalization. And because of that, you are able and expanding to use personalized images and GIF animations with dynamic playful which we will send as a real upload in the LinkedIn message box. And so let's say we going to start scraping people from a specific post. And we add these people to a sequence, which starts with a personalized connection request. And as soon as you accept that connection request, 99 out of 100 people starting approaching each other. Hey, Jürgen, it's here. I have an offer for you. Do you want to have a with mm-hmm. me? And here's my link. So everybody is already expecting Okay, I accept the connection request and now I only have to wait for the incoming approach, the attack. But instead of doing that with uh, using personalized images, I can also start with an icebreaker where I just send you over a GIF animation of myself with a cup of coffee, uh, wish you a great day and thanks for connecting. Hmm. And where we also use in the image, uh, placeholders with your first name or maybe your profile image on the cup of coffee. Such kind of a maybe funny things to make it a bit more easier for everybody to, uh, to engage and to inter- uh, in- interact. And so that's a bit more of the, of the things I should do with, for example, me and use it to its, uh, to its full potential.
0: Mm. mm, that's that's interesting. So it's kind of like a an email sequencing tool but with very um high level of personalization and and lots of um decision points in terms of how people respond and if they respond in one way it, it uh, sends them a certain um response and if they respond in another way it sends them another um Communication that's that's different.
1: Yeah, and as soon as people reply then the sequence will on first place automatically stop. Hmm. And Expandi also has an uh, has uh, uh imported the full LinkedIn sync to the, the the full LinkedIn inbox. So that means that you can use the Expandi app also to to uh to have a better and clear overview of all the incoming replies manage these replies, to assign text to them, but also use reply templates for a lot of common answers. So actually, you don't have to leave the app, and to shoot over follow-up messages or replies from your app
2: hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's extremely useful because I'm finding that with with good quality connections in LinkedIn, I'm finding that I spend more and more time in LinkedIn and using their messaging. And you're right, there's in email, I've got lots of templates and things set up, which are, you know, I've got them set up in a way that I can highly personalize them. But it still saves me a lot of time because I can import blocks that are always the same. And in LinkedIn, of course, in in the tool itself, I don't have that ability, so I've got to go out and find <laughs> find bits and pieces and do copy and
1: paste. That's definitely, uh, that's definitely true and for some strange reason and maybe you recognize it yourself as well. Um your LinkedIn inbox, um is not that structured. And if yeah. you refresh it, you, I always lose a lot of opportunities and conversations and I can't find them back on the proper way. Uh, which is, uh, sometimes a bit frustration, frustra- yeah. Frustrate. Sorry. Sometimes it uh, therefore I have a lot of frustration because if I lose these opportunities and these chat conversations, uh, then I can't send over on the right time, uh, the replies. And mm. uh, so therefore we made it a bit more easy to do it straight from, uh, from our responder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I find if, if I've got a lot of messages and I reply to say five or six messages in one day, then that message stream goes to the top of the list, even though my reply was the latest thing. And then other messages that I haven't replied to suddenly vanish from the screen because they're below the below the scroll. Yeah, that's
1: uh, yeah, that's exactly what uh, what I meant to say. Mm, yeah.
2: All right. Now, um,
0: expandy, you've. Um, You've got over 10,000 users now and, and how many staff do you have? Because you've grown quite rapidly, haven't you?
1: Yeah, we, it, 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 uh, it not started as a joke, but we started actually with a very, a very small team. Uh, in the beginning, I was, uh, uh I shared the ID with my technical co-founder, Glenn. And we were in total with three other colleagues on the development side. So we started at five, six, uh, six people. Mm-hmm. to build this uh, amazing product, and all of today we are with the 30 plus people in the team. So besides the fast growth, there are also a lot of things changing in terms of structure and processes, and trying to bring the company from a startup to a structured scale-up, and uh, there are also a lot of challenges, as you can imagine, in uh, uh such yeah, kind of I was, a phase. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask you about some of the big challenges of of that rapid
1: growth. So, what what have you found to be the biggest challenge? Keeping uh, keeping track of everything. And in the beginning, you start enthusiastic with executing the, the 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 growth strategies we use ourselves. Um, to find and fit with the market as soon as possible. And uh, lucky for us, we, we had that straight from the beginning. Uh, so from marketing perspective, I was, for example, only focused on growth and growth and growth. And, um I can tell later on a bit more about what we exactly did and what brought to that success and which tactics we executed to reach a huge last audience, but, um, with such a growth, you also have to cover support because we are operating global. We have customers in different time zones. Most of our customers are coming from the US, from Canada, but also from Australia. So we are, we are located in the Netherlands, so it means that um here we have to cover a high priority support almost 24-7. Um we have to manage that. We have to educate the people who are covering. It's a very technical product as well that if some things happen that we want to advise the customers on the best way to find the solution for their questions and for their challenges. Uh, on the other hand, um, if you onboard new people, there needs to be systems in place to communicate. In the middle of our grow, COVID kicked in the first time. So it affects the business in terms of, of from one on the other day we have to operate online with our colleagues and try to find communication ways to reach each other as effective as possible instead of meeting each other on the office which was not allowed in our country. Um, and I think above all building in systems. And processes for every department and align these ones with each other and also trying to manage the company based on data I think that uh, currently one of the largest focus points we have right now is trying to manage the company more on data with right, the 10k plus Accounts in the system. They are doing actions. People sign up straight from the website. They add in their credit card. What's the best way for us to keep track of what these people are doing? Are they converting from a trial to a paid customer? And uh, how can we bring them from the first to the second payment? How should we provide the onboarding? Um, so what we are doing at the moment, and we learned our lessons, is trying to implement as much parameters in the software as possible to track the behavior of the user. Are they logging in in the trial? And if they're logging in less than three times, okay, then you have to pop up some actions. Then they need maybe some attention. Maybe they forgot about it, or maybe it was not that clear for them. But if they are not using specific features in the software, and then we can say it's an expert user so they maybe need more education so actually all these kind of a things we are setting up right now it's some uh there some specialists we hire to uh, to uh, to join the team and we have a bit more experiences and such kind of a building processes um but all of these things are not done from one and the other day so it will give also a lot of headaches until they are fully implemented and the people are trained up to work that way but I definitely think that uh, that will help us being a bit more stable and fundamental better to to hopefully achieve um an even faster growth in the upcoming period if we implemented all these uh these metrics and measurements.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, I love the the data decision driven data driven decision making and the idea of really trying to understand the users behavior in terms of you know which areas are they using more and if if they're not logging into certain areas are they not using it and how can we help them more in terms of education or assistance. And the idea, I really like the idea of the 24-7 support too. I think that to me that's almost a given these days with software as a service because it's available globally and mm-hmm. I i still have quite a number of tools and if I run into problems because I'm in Australia and usually the tools are from um, North America and yeah. I'll jump in their chat or their support and uh, ask a question and it'll say, oh, we'll get back to you in 24 hours, or we'll be back online in 10 hours,
1: you know, and it's sort of very frustrating. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I can imagine, and to be honest, um, I think uh, the continental of Australia is, for a lot of SaaS companies, the hardest part to call properly in terms of providing <laughs> yeah. life uh, support. Um, yeah. That's uh, that's on, that was on our side the same as well, um, and therefore we we try to go next level with, with tracking behavior and building automated actions based on that and do a better onboarding and set up as a next step an academy to make people actually a better user on LinkedIn and try to explain them because of all the changes, what's going on on LinkedIn that the strategy is needed. So, we have to educate them from the beginning that it's not about putting people in a campaign and clicking on an enter button and just waiting for somebody who's reply because the more mm-hmm. people you put in, there will always be an outcome but then it's actually a numbers game and um yeah we we are working on setting up an, an advanced academy LinkedIn academy, where we actually learn people and give them more insights about. How can they keep their LinkedIn profile healthy? And if we refer, for example, to the social selling index on LinkedIn, then you see 90 out of 100 times that most people have a lower SSI score than 70. And if that's the case, then there are tons and tons of opportunities to improve and to work on that. that because, for example, LinkedIn also wants that you're going to post on a more consistent and frequent way content and then they will tell you the ssi score a bit higher on that specific pilot they also do the same to events that they actually want that you're going to host your event and if you host an event and then you can use for example expand the event inviter to invite your first degree connections and Mm -hmm. after the event is hosted you can use these people to follow up and to engage with because linkedin wants actually that you only invite people you know so for example people who attend your event could be the perfect audience they joined your event they made some quality time free to be there, so they were definitely interested in the topic. So that's the perfect basis to follow up these people in a creative way. So we all have to came a bit more out of our comfort zones and try to interrupt the usual patterns we were used to use on a certain way for many, many years. And LinkedIn is blocking that, and they actually say, okay. If you want to stay on the platform, then you have to make sure that your LinkedIn profile is healthy, and not only focusing anymore, because of these limitations in terms of numbers you can send, to try to use LinkedIn on a different way. And I think that will be the new situation, but because of the simple fact that everybody was used to do it that way. They are seeing that a hey, LinkedIn is cracking down. A hey, my business is cracking down, but actually that's not the case. You only have to use it on a different way. And it's a mm. challenge for a tool like Expandi to build in the features which will help you to, uh, use Expandi as a content calendar and to work on your posts and to do that on a consistent way. So that are actually things which are in development on our side, but also features to engage more with people instead of approaching them straight away. I think if you're first go to visit a profile, and if you set a trigger that if somebody's visiting back that you want to follow that person, or first like a specific post, and with a dynamic placeholder mention something about that post in a connection request you sent later on, it means that you will use it on a more friendly way that people can decide, okay, hey, Stefan, he's, he's watched my profile uh, a couple of times, he's liking my post, and afterwards he's going to follow me. Then he sent me a connection request, I was very impressed hearing by your latest post, uh, I saw a lot of engagement uh, on that one, and that decided me to follow you. I'll keep on going, and uh, yeah, I hope you learn a bit more from you. I think that will definitely help to use it on the way, LinkedIn wants you to use it.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, and and in some ways to me it's coming back to how we would be in in a real-life kind of meeting, right? Um, It's the first step is we say, well, let's let's have a conversation and see if we like one another and see if we've got something in common. And then, then it might be, well, Hey, let's, um, let's schedule a time to have a coffee or, um, a meeting to explore this some more. And then from there, you know, then it might lead to something beyond that. So it's a step by step thing. It's not straight away. Hey, I've got something to sell and, um, do you want to buy it?
1: Yes. Um, I totally agree. And it's definitely true that, uh, unfortunately too many people did it, uh, the old way. <laughs> um and maybe it's normal uh, we, we 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 can't blame that, so therefore it's all about education and sharing content and mm. trying to provide value or give people ideas how they can do things in a different way with examples um so yeah that's that's
2: that's for sure effect hmm
0: all right well it's been great to learn a little bit more about. Expandy and, and your philosophy around LinkedIn and how Expandy helps um, actually implement those strategies and make it easier to do some of the repetitive steps as well. I think it's good time now to move on to the buzz, which is our innovation round, and it's designed to help our audience who are primarily innovators and leaders in their field with some tips from your experience. So mm-hmm. I've got five questions. Hopefully you'll give us some really insightful answers and inspire the listener to go and do something awesome today as a result of your answers.
1: Yeah, let's, uh, let's go for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. What do you think the number one thing is anyone needs to do to be more innovative? To be more innovative I
1: should say that uh, listening to your customers and trying to create a community around your product or service to provide as many insights as possible. That is in my opinion, or at least in the in, in, in how we are managing with expanding. We've created a sensible place, an a closed Facebook group where everybody who has a love for expanding uh, is in there, where we try to engage as much with people as we can. And of course we have great ideas ourselves, but if nobody will adopt these ideas, yeah. then uh uh they are useless. So we tried to create a huge family where everybody is actually a part of expanding and is proud to use our tool. So people are also happy to share insights and ideas from user perspective which we can use to build new features which I also match with with, uh, with innovations.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's wonderful. So making sure that the ideas that you have internally are actually helping customers in some way and then, um, listening to customers' feedback and building the community. Love it.
1: Yeah. All well, the ideas we have in mind ourselves to, 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 to validate them in, in the community with, uh, with the people and add them for feedback. Okay. We, we, we working, we, we want to start working on some innovations. We want to prioritize them. Can you help us, for example, which ones would make the most sense for you right now?
2: Hmm. Yeah. 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 I love it.
0: All right. Now the best thing you've done to develop new ideas.
1: <laughs> to develop new ideas. Um, I actually built, we, we built Exponly because, um, I was managing a LinkedIn agency myself. And I've used all the tools out there in the market, which at the end gave me a lot of headaches because, for example, they were Chrome extended. They were not that safe to use and you got your profile online. And they did not have the features in it, um, which helped me operate as a LinkedIn agency on a smooth and seamless way. At the end, Actually, for my own frustrations, I shared everything with my technical co-founder, Glenn. He had, at that time, point one hundred three connections. And he just told me, let's build our own tool, where we try to solve the problem about safety and to make it in the cloud. And besides of that, putting in all the features you need from agency perspective. So, I should say that if you can solve a problem, at building an innovation that, uh, that
2: definitely is one of the best starts. Hmm. Yeah, I love it. And so you're your own
0: ideal customer to start with. And so you had a yeah. really clear idea of the problem and what you'd like the solution to look like.
2: Yeah, you know what it is? It is, um, I've built
1: other software's in the past as well, um, and some of them were nice to have, and they were not always that needed.
2: Hmm.
1: And I found out in comparing to what we did with is because people are making real money with it. They're approaching people, they're booking appointments, and they can't miss this software. It's 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 a must-have. Um, And as soon as you know that you have have built a must-have software because you really solve a problem, then that's one of the best starts, in my opinion, to make it a success.
0: Mm. Yeah, so you become indispensable.
2: That's what you try to achieve. Mm. All right. Um, Apart
0: from expandy, is there another favorite resource you have that you use most often?
1: uh in in terms of uh tools you mean or more yeah, it could be tools or
0: software or it could be
1: some other resource yeah for, uh, for sure we, we we use a lot of tools and i think one of my favorites uh, to actually connect the dots and bring data over from one to another uh, place uh, is zapier
2: mm-hmm.
1: are you familiar
0: with uh, it with, uh, yeah yeah I, I i'm a user of zapier and um big
1: fan of it <laughs> yeah me too Definitely. yeah so that's uh, I think my number one favorite to uh, uh, which I use uh, use the most for different purposes
0: mm. yeah just for those that may not be familiar with it it's basically a service that allows you to connect different bits of software so that for example um, it might be we've been talking about LinkedIn it might be that somebody sends you a message on LinkedIn and you can set up a little sequence in Zapier that will then send you an email or maybe send you a text message saying that uh, you have received a message on LinkedIn. So that's just one example. Um, now, I don't even know whether that actual sequence is possible on, on Zapier, but I think it would be. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, the, 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 I, I think there are endless opportunities yeah. to uh, to, uh, to use it.
0: Um... Yeah, one one that I use, which is actually um, related to what we've been talking about, is if somebody books in, so so I have a booking link on on my website for a get to know your chat for 15 minutes. If somebody books in that link, I've got a Zapier set up that will then set them up inside my video um, platform and it will send me a reminder saying, respond to this person by video. So, I will get that on my mobile phone and I have the app on my mobile phone to record the video. So, I will get that pretty well immediately and can send that person a video, say, hey, I'm looking forward to having our conversation.
1: That's uh, that's very useful, Ray, uh, to, 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 to use it uh, the way you suggested. Um, ah, mm. Interesting. And I yeah. think very helpful as a as a reminder right
0: yeah that's right all right now, what's the best way to keep a, a project on track when you're working on something as big as building expandy or bringing together the the teams or building the onboarding sequence
1: for your and clients the, the 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 most interesting thing is that uh, I'm not a coder myself. Um, I, I can turn my computer on, but I have two left hands, and I'm not that, uh, not, that not that technical, to be honest. Uh, but I know that that my co-founder and all our developers they are using Jira uh, 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 mm-hmm. as a ticket system. Uh, we're using Intercom to communicate with our customers on different ways, so in help centers, from live chat, and uh, a lot of more things. In terms of follow-ups per email and sequences, um, we use Discord as the number one channel to communicate along all the different departments. And we found out that that's for us the most structured in comparing to to other tools such as Skype and to documentate uh, uh, things, um, and we use the whole company, Notion to build playbooks and projects, and mm. um, yeah, I think so far that that uh, that are besides CRM's as a pipe drive um, in terms of processes and structure. That uh, that are the number one tools we uh, we use at the moment.
0: Mm. Mm. So it's really important to have. Good communication across the different channels, a good ticketing system for yeah. support and then
1: having everything well documented and uh, do, do do what what are your experiences yourself do 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 you have su- suggestions or uh, great experiences with with other tools in terms of, of bringing arms um, together
0: yeah we we um we use slack in terms of the ongoing communication day to day so we've always got slack open and we're talking across you know different locations inside of slack uh, i'm still on asana with project management i haven't I, I sort of have a i'm not entirely satisfied with asana and never have been but we've kind yeah. of been so locked into it for so long and we're used to using it i absolutely love notion so we've got all of our documentation inside of Notion, and I'm starting like new projects that we set up are all being done in Notion. Um, so I yeah. can I can envisage at some point that we'll probably abandon Asana and move we'll those things to over really, to Notion.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we had actually um, exactly the same. Uh, we move move over from tools like, uh, for example, Trello. Hmm just some simple notes to uh, to notion um but it's an art as well to build in their uh real structure but as soon if that's done and it's available then then uh, it's actually also very easy to use from my experiences yeah. so far. Yeah, sorry, can i can
0: yeah once you get the hang of how it's set up um and and learn the flexibility that it allows you to actually do, um, it, it It never ceases to amaze me. And they're always developing new stuff. So the, the one that I'm really excited by at the moment is the synced blocks. So you can have a, a global block across the entire Notion site, So which is really great for checklists um, of processes, for example. So you have one standard checklist and it doesn't matter where it gets changed, they it changes across the board. and then you know if you use it as a in the project you just unsync that instance of it and then it becomes a standalone checklist for that particular project and you can track what's been done in that project that's a great tip i did not discover that myself
1: but i will definitely share it uh, yeah it's
0: fairly new. you all right well the final question of the buzz round we've got sidetracked there a little bit on tools so the final question is what can anyone? What's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves?
1: That's definitely an interesting uh, 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 question. But you, you you mean in terms of of uh, product level or personality or, or, or growing well, a-
0: anything really? Like you talked earlier about um, what makes Expandy different to some of the other products out there, and yeah. you know you talked about product features. And so that's one one level, obviously, but then in terms of the whole branding. So what makes expandy different to a other business, for example, or yeah. why are you different to another business owner?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I'm, I'm always a friendly guy. Uh, no, that's, that's, uh, I am, but that was just a joke. Um, the, 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 the LinkedIn automation market, it's, uh, it's an, um, specific scene it's 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 not an illegal or forbidden by law but LinkedIn is not always that amused with all the third party ads which entering their platform. And that's already the case for many many years. So from the one hand everybody wants to use it because they see all the potential and uh saving time. If you can do it the right way it will already also bring you a great resource but I found out that from my own experiences by using this kind of a tool that it's always the most important part for people that it's safe. Because nobody wants to lose their profile, and on the other hand everybody wants to use automation. That's one thing. The second thing is that especially if you are managing other people's profiles from agency perspective, it's a very hard and especially in the past to catch up with A lot of our competitors in terms of, okay, I can reach by email or by a chat, but I actually even do not know who is behind that company or behind that software. I'm talking to an avatar. they're charging my card for thousands of dollars for all the accounts I bring in, but if I have a problem, I can speak with a founder or people, real people who are behind that software. And it was for me a bit of a frustration in the past that I thought let's solve both of these problems as a main priority and use it from marketing perspective. Yeah, so let's pronounce expandly because of all the effort we put in the safety as rules safest solution because that was the number one problem for people. It needs to be safe. It needs trusted, especially because it's a bit of kind of a gray, a cat and a mouse game. So To give people the confidence that they're joining a family where everything is safe, that uh, and use the software without any problems. That that that's the way we decided to go. And the Mm. second thing we did is that we we are hiding ourselves not for LinkedIn. If Bill Gates wants to catch me, I can hide myself under the table, but he will definitely find me wherever I am. (laughs) Right? So I thought let's give it a more human touch. At the end, everybody can build features. Everybody can copy our features. Everybody can copy the approaches we try to execute. But nobody can copy our personal identity where we show the extra love to our customers, where we show that we are real people, that everything is great and that they are, can be proud to be part of joining Expanded. And these two differences we try to uh, differentiate ourselves which brought as a lot of hyper growth because people were excited to dive with me as a founder in a call. And sometimes they were that surprised "Are you're the founder. Why are you here in, in, in this support call, for example? Or, uh, but it gives people trust. And if they see me speaking in a small video in our group or, yeah, then it's, 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 it's at the end. I think these two pilots brought us uh, the most success so far.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. I think, you
1: know, out caring, out
0: loving the the competition and really putting a human face into everything you do. And I think probably in in the SaaS space, the software as a service space, that might be quite rare. So, (laughs) great job. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Stefan. This is been really great now let's tell people where they can find out more about expandy, where they can find out about you, maybe even get in touch and say thanks for what you shared today. yeah, yeah, I
1: hope at least uh, the insights I share are a bit of a value for for the audience um, If people want to learn more it's uh, never my intention to uh, to sell things, but I can imagine that people want to know more about such kind of a strategies to use LinkedIn the right way and to execute successful campaigns. I should strongly recommend to uh, uh, to go to our blog section on the Xfandi website at expandy.io slash blog um where it's full of in depth, full with guides with all different in-depth strategies with examples with tactics, how to connect the per guide on how to perform better on LinkedIn. So I think it's definitely worth it. Became in no time the the the, the CNN of uh, LinkedIn lead generation with more than 50k unique uh, readers per uh, per month. Um, so I, yeah, people want to learn more about how to use LinkedIn, I should definitely point them to uh, to our blog site on the Expanded website. If people want to get in touch with me personally, that's, that's, that's possible for sure. Uh, the most easiest way for me to contact me is through Facebook. Just connect me, Stefan Pop 83. Send me a friend request and shoot over a message, and uh, I'm the most responsive uh, over there so feel free to to catch up with me over there
0: excellent and we'll have those links in the show notes and it sounds like there's lots of fabulous information and uh, lessons that we can take away from your blog so thanks for that do you have some parting advice for our listener today
1: i should recommend to if you are working with great ideas to build your own business yourself and um, don't wait too long, it don't have to be perfect, try to validate with real people and a real audience as soon as you can, so I should recommend in that case to go to market as soon as possible, it's not bad to make a mistake, it helps you grow later and all the people who engaging with you in the beginning, they will become your real ambassadors. And things mm. not need to be perfect. And I see too many, many times that all the founders are rating until things are perfect, are perfect, are perfect. And then new competitors come ahead and, um, they actually never make it to go to market, for example. So mm. yeah, I should recommend from own experience yeah. to, uh, uh, to do it as soon as you can. Even if the product is not perfect, it is how at the end, it's about you. The, person behind the software and the energy you put in and the ability to engage with them, to try to solve problems.
0: Mm, that's fabulous advice. And, and also, you know, the level of transparency that you bring to that approach is, is also very important, I think. And as you said, that brings those early fans or early users on as, as ambassadors for the product going forward. All right. Finally, Stefan, who else should I get on this
1: show and why? I, uh, I learned a lot myself from, uh, Ian Naylor. Ian is an, uh, very creative SaaS entrepreneur from the UK. And he's uh, one of the co-founders of, uh, I think the number one tool in hyper personalization. And that's called Hyperize. Um, and that's actually. Great to do next level outreach through different channels and personalized landing pages. So this guy, I'm pretty pretty sure, he will give the audience tons and tons of practical insights, ideas, and values to uh, to uh, to bring your outreach to the next level. Mm-hmm.
0: Great, alright. Well, We'll get an introduction to Ian from you and uh, that sounds sure. fascinating. I was curious when you mentioned Hyperize before, I thought I'd, I'd need to dig into that, so it will be great to speak to the founder. <laughs> yeah, I All will
1: right. uh, uh, make the introduction with love uh, afterwards, for sure.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing your time and your insights so generously with us today, Stefan. I've really enjoyed this. It's been really interesting to hear your approach to building an, an automation tool for something but in a way that is very personalized both for the user and their experience with you as the business and also for the actual use case so where the user reaches out to others on LinkedIn and it's still very personal even though they're making use of a tool to help with those outreaches so thanks so much for all that wisdom that you've shared and let's stay in touch
1: For sure it was a pleasure to
0: be here and
1: uh, have a great evening on your side i guess right yeah thanks
0: i hope you enjoyed that insightful and informative conversation with stefan and took something away from his episode I love Stefan's focus on the human connection around their software service and on their family of users. I'm curious to know what you took away from Stefan's episode. Leave a comment below the blog post, which you can find at innovabiz.co forward slash Stefan Smulders. That is S-T-E-F-A-N-S-M-U-L-D-E-R-S or lowercase or one word in forward slash Stefan Smulders. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Stefan, as well as links to the Expandy website, to Stefan's social media pages, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. If you liked this episode, please share it with other people that it might help. Tag me in on that share and I will reach out to you with a special surprise. Thank you. Stefan suggested we have a conversation with serial entrepreneur Ian Naylor on a future Innovabuzz podcast episode. So, Ian, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the Innovabuzz podcast, courtesy of Stefan Smulders. Tune in again to the next episodes of the Innovabuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up, including Arjun Sen of Zen Mango and serial entrepreneur, author and speaker, Pete Martin. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show. Go to innovabiz.co to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from Innovabiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.